Hello and welcome to 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet. You're listening to 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet, a podcast where three friends explore online communities of the weird and strange phenomena from the deepest depths of the internet. And everyone wanted to know which president was the true throat goat. And <laughs> okay, I do remember this. And they are all some sort of eldritch monsters of yore, right? <laughs> yes. She was also selling videos of her farting in the jar. I hate okay. this so much. I hate everything yeah. about this. Uh-huh, yeah. Captain, we've gone too far. Hello and welcome to another episode of 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet. I'm your captain this week, Harlan Spinks. And join with me as always are... My two uh, crew, co crewmates, co captains, uh, John Carr and Kyle Luck. Uh, thanks for coming to watch and listen to us talk about the internet. Uh, we're glad to have you. How do we do intros? I'm never good at intros. I, know, I thought you were welcoming me <laughs> to the podcast. Which I'm like, I'm happy to be here. Uh, Long time guest, guys- first time caller. Yeah, glad to have you both here with us tonight. It's a pleasure, as always. The thing we never do, and the thing we should do at the top of every episode, but we're so goddamn like naturally opposed to any sort of growth of this podcast that right. we yeah. never yeah. promote the other things that we do <laughs> and where things are. Harlan, throw some shit out there, dog. You can follow us on YouTube. Uh, we have clips. Uh, we do Catch of the Week videos separately. And then the main topic on Fridays, same as the full episode audio release on Friday as well. Um, I cut together little uh, YouTube shorts. Uh, yeah, little tasty basically, bites. Little tasty bites. Uh, they kind of only get love on YouTube. I'm kind of over having to post to multiple social media platforms because <laughs> it doesn't do anything. And but yeah. you can go we follow recently, us over there. We recently had a fella, I believe it was a fella, doesn't really matter, a person, a human being, mm-hmm. uh, commented on one of our, uh, yes, <laughs> a flesh and meat entity <laughs> with a brain. <laughs> some sort of youtube specta uh, commented that they were happy to have finally hopped over to youtube to mm. i think he was like so I, i'm gonna I'm completely misquote this but it was something like i'm so glad i can now finally see why this is my favorite podcast and it's like <laughs> all right it's Hell like yeah. it's like okay all right all right we did not need like the the ego boost of how good we look on camera but well you know, take it's, it. it's not it's not only because we're very <laughs> handsome yeah it is well, because I, of the rich content that harlan creates sure. <laughs> i did the though i underscored i will say uh we did get a comment today from uh someone uh, i'm trying to find it oh it says here um c marie said that harlan hair swoop is magical Ooh, and I was like, Ooh, girl. Okay. okay. See Marie. So, I see you, see Marie. We are good looking, and you should come follow us <laughs> for that reason, too. <laughs> uh, oh well, let's uh, not well, talk I about a, a little, us good looking. Little catch good. of the week. Yeah. If you want to jump in, um, I, I yeah. will say I did hear about this on another podcast. Uh, but it's so good that I needed to bring it to ours. Stealing um, content. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> who cares? It's the last well, podcast, hey, guys. They listen, do a great job. It, 
it, whatever, like that, me, you taking content from somebody else and sort of repurposing it is going to play into the full segment perfectly. So great. Go cool. for it. Um, so this is a website that has been recently created. Um, and it's called showmethetoes.com. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this like rate my feet? Uh, no. Oh, it's different. It's much, much worse. Oh, it's much um, worse. Well, I don't know if worse is the best best way to describe it. So this all it's subjective came from <laughs> a uh, sermon at a church. Okay, so let's start there. Wait. So there's a Facebook post that went up. Um, this this church had it has a lot of like um, videos that they put out, a lot of like promotional things, all of this stuff. Uh, you know this. They put their sermons on there, all this stuff. And so this mm-hmm. is James River Church, and the church uh, was holding a week of power, and Pastor John Lindell <laughs> shared his testimony last night, which is from this Facebook post. Uh-huh. And basically, this Facebook post is saying that uh, God came down and created a miracle while they were at this sermon. Chrissy Thompson, who uh, somehow lost three toes. She was apparently shot in 2015 and uh, lost three toes to amputation, uh, was at the service, and when the guest speaker, (laughs) Pastor Bill Johnson, asked if anybody needed a creative miracle, Chrissy responded that she had three toes amputated. Girl, my toes back, Jesus! (laughs) Yeah, she wanted them back. And so... um, Okay, I get that. Not how Jesus uh, works, though. Yeah. The pastor began to uh, call down the power of God, and people prayed over her toes, and while this was happening for 30 minutes, bone began to form where there was none before, and as the ladies played for Chrissy over the next 30 minutes, all three toes grew and were even longer than her original pinky toe that she already had. Oh, no. Then nail began to form on her toe, and she got feeling back in all three toes. So she has three normal toes again, and the last thing on this Facebook post is so amazing what the Lord is doing. Um, well, and what this website is asking for is proof. Um, there is no the proof toes. that this happened, and so this person created a website in order to get proof, and they're asking for uh, the toes, really. Uh, on this website, there are links to, did you attend? Are there news articles? And then t- asking about church staff. So this okay. is really like, you can email them at proof at Um, Yeah. So um, <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> and it wouldn't be hard to, to give proof on this, honestly. You could I mean, you would think they would want to give proof. Any like, toes. The most amount of proof, like, just like if it, wouldn't you want to spread this word if it actually happened? Like, yeah. Video evidence, photo evidence, like scientific evidence, like yeah. provide it all so she, because like, God damn it, this is real. She is on video saying that she has been healed, but uh, is not showing any proof of it. Well, uh, also, uh, let me see the medical records. You had you, you got shot. Your foot Show got shot. Records. You had to go to the doctor, yeah. right? Sure. There was a police. Anytime there is a shooting and you have to go into the, do- the uh, hospital, they call the police. Anytime that you've been shot in any mm-hmm. way to file a police yep. report, where is it? Yeah. <laughs> show me the proof and show me the toes. 
I'm yeah. good on the toes. Honestly, don't need to see the toes. I mean, the way you described it too, there was a line in there, John, if I'm not mistaken, where uh, they started to grow back longer. Did longer I mishear you? Longer than her pinky toe that she already had. So the, oh. the claim is that she had, I'm assuming it's the, you know, middle, the middle three, ones, right? Middle yeah, yeah, three yeah. guys. So you got you, you got your, your big guy, your thumb, uh, your thumb toe, your, your thumb toe, and then your little pinky guy, and then missing, uh-huh. missing the yeah, middle, yeah, the middle. Yeah, she chunk. had the fucking hang loose going on down there. That's kind of uh, sick. That's all this hang loose. Cool. Yeah. I, what, what I would just have wanted to see. Just throw that bad boy up at the beach. Put <laughs> your sheets yeah. up. So, <laughs> um, I would have wanted to see the midway. To be quite honest, I feel like that's weird and. I've seen things like that in horror movies, and that sounds like a bizarre thing that I would want to witness. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I reference Wolverine. I think it'd be kind of cool to see someone's appendages grow back like like that in thirty minutes' time. Yeah, I, in thirty well, minutes. That's time. The thing. Thirty minutes or less. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's like a Domino's is... delivery guarantee. Yeah, thank you, John. Hot and yeah, ready, order baby. a pizza and then start the miracle. You, you've got pizza by the time those toesies are back. And yeah, new toes <laughs> and uh, double pepperoni and double sausage, double cheese yeah. pizza. Easy. Uh, yeah. Also, the thirty minutes is a weirdly long time for a miracle from God. I feel like to happen, though, right? Yeah. Well, you got to consider that it takes eight minutes for the sunrise, uh, sun rays from the sun to hit Earth. So okay. if heaven's just like a little bit beyond that, I think 30 minutes. Oh, sense. I see where you're, I get it. It's a transmission yeah. issue. It's a distance yeah, yeah. to God. Does God latency. not have Wi-Fi? Yeah. <laughs> what is God, what God, is God latency? God should get dial up. God's on, <laughs> heaven's got dial up, dude. 56K. There's no, they don't have this fiber shit. This is an earth thing. They don't have oh. that up there. Right. Okay. That's yeah. I, I mean, uh, people, ch- I, <laughs> I'm so sorry. The fact that this, the fact that this website, this is the greatest thing about the internet, is that anybody can make a website. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Everyone's so creative. Thanks to our sponsor at Squarespace. Please sponsor us. Yeah. Um. Because this website is uh very quickly put together. It seems. Uh. It's just the two images. I assume that are screenshots from the Facebook post. Yeah. And then, and then a little videos. a little sticker that says "Show me the toes" with um. Some nasty fucking feet. They could have picked some better feet, in my opinion. And then, uh, yeah, it, it's just <laughs> that someone <laughs> felt they needed to put this together. I know. In the it's first place. <laughs> it really comes down to uh, we don't deserve the internet, first and foremost. Second, people to have too much free time. Well, and they apparently also copyrighted this. There is a copyright 2023 Show Me the Toes, all rights reserved. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to protect protect that IP. Did you I look at? Did they make a movie about this? Do you work at James River, or do you still work there? I know for a fact that there are many of you that see what is going on and want to speak out about the church and leave, but can't for various reasons. Wow, that seems like some deeper oh my god uh, problems going on at this church than just these missing toes. Well, it is. Uh, the church, they're not missing anymore, so. by the way. They're very much <laughs> right, right, sorry. accounted for. Well, yeah, they were yeah, probably never pickies, lost to begin with. Uh, came wee, wee, wee all the way back home. <laughs> nice. Woo! I also we like got that it they in included, there. 
that they were a little bit uh long. Yeah, John made a joke about them being healed earlier, and I was like, "Nice foot pun, John." Oh. But I, I missed my window. Uh, I but I just that. I just shoehorned it in there. That's another foot pun for you. Um, so the idea that the, the the whole thing that was mentioned that the toes grew back longer makes me think mm-hmm. this person had abnormally long toes beforehand, and they're using that as a point right. of like proof. Oh, as like a unique fingerprint situation. Like, look, yeah. she yeah, had yeah, weird yeah. fucked up toes to begin with. They're the exact same so, as those original fucked up you, toes. But if that's the same, like, if let's say you had weird short toes and then uh-huh. you grew three <laughs> Long. longer than original, could you ever wear an open toed shoe again? I mean, people have really weird long toes and they still wear open toed shoes. Yeah. So, people who wear open toed shoes often should not be, but they do anyway. Yes. Yes. Mm. All the so people. So I think the answer is yes. <laughs> Kyle, I'll go even further and say everyone <laughs> that wears open-toed shoes are the wrong people to be wearing open-toed shoes. Somehow, it's always the wrong people. <laughs> that's a, that's incredible. I feel like there's like a certain like genre of human that does the thing that they're least apt to like yeah. like set up for. Mm. You Not know? appropriate for you, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Well, which yep. <laughs> Do you, is this a good transition? Yeah, you I don't get out of this one. Um, no. Uh, what I'm going to talk about doesn't have anything to do with toes, uh, except for the people that we're going to talk about have toes. I assume. Okay. Okay. So, well, we don't know for sure. So, yeah, there's True. no proof. Maybe we need to make another website. There's no proof. <laughs> Show me the. <laughs> <laughs> of everyone we covered, make sure they have toes before we even talk about them. If I've never seen your feet, I don't fucking want to see them. God damn it. Um, all right. So I think this that week, is uh, ratemyfeet.com. That is what that's that was. Right, yeah, that's what that is. It's Find only fans finder. for feet. <clears throat> yeah, only feet. So this, this week, we are going to talk about a... Uh, what's the word? An infamous person of the internet who has, over the past couple of weeks, maybe months, come and gone in the news for controversial uh, reasons, sort of controversial. Um, oh, my God. It's, it's not controversial like they, like, beat somebody to death or something like that. It's, it's much lower stakes, but uh, they're far-reaching. So this week, we're going to talk about the YouTuber, Mr. Beast. So let's dive in. Woo! So I wish Mr. Beast would give me a million dollars. Is that something we can arrange? <laughs> Anything about this person? Okay, that's. <laughs> I think I, I just summed it up pretty nicely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, a... <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Um... Oh, so uh, I I do want to say before we get too deep into this, for anyone that finds this video because they are fans of Mr. Beast, um, just chill out. Just don't. <laughs> You know, cool. like his fans can be a little intense from what I can put together. And uh, there is a huge uh, yearning for Mr. Beast content. Hang on. I'm already feeling the heat from the comments. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. They're coming through time. Uh, Harlan, can I ask you? Do sure. you think Mr. Beast himself is intense? Um, well, so he portrays is, himself that way as his Mr. Beast persona in his YouTube videos. Uh-huh. I think yeah. in real life, because there are some 
sort of there's content he's done with other creators which we'll talk about where he's a little bit more chill but mm -hmm. he it's also kind of problematic his attitude in those settings sure. so let's boy. get into it then yeah I do so not have any frame of reference that's great uh, yeah perfect so he's a youtuber a philanthropist and entrepreneur as with most youtubers are when they get to how many subscribers 83 million subscribers um <laughs> Yeah, he's and how many subscribers do we have, Harwin? Uh, two hundred and four, right? I think we yeah, got yeah. two hundred four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. cool. Might yeah, lose cool, a few cool, on this cool. one. <laughs> I think Mr. Beast could throw us a bone. I, don't, I think he could give us I don't a few. think there's a big crossover with the people that follow us <laughs> and the people that follow Mr. Beast. There might okay. be. Watch. Again, there's no gonna be frame people in the. <clears throat> yeah, it's for sure, for sure. So his real name is Jimmy Donaldson. Uh, he joined YouTube in February of 2012 when he was 13 years old, um, and uh, he's become one of the most influential YouTubers on the platform. Um, however, like I mentioned in the intro, some of his actions as of late could be, and his business ventures, some present ethical dilemmas. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, like, you mean vague, ethical dilemma? Yeah. Like the two, you have a train going down train tracks, and one's gonna go left and kill one person. Yeah, one's yeah, gonna yeah. Go right and kill eight people. What do you do? Yeah, that kind of deal. But it's that. But then it's also if we just stopped talking about the trolley problem after that and didn't consider the bigger implications of killing somebody versus killing a bunch of other people. So sure. it's like a real life thought experiment. Yeah, that Got we're it. witnessing. Um, just once again, another pleasure that Mr. Beast has afforded us. Thank you, Mr. Beast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see that Mr. Beast. That's the only Mr. Beast video I'd watch. I, I, I did the trolley problem in real life. Um, <laughs> I paid I paid $100 million for one person to tie them to train tracks. Yeah. <laughs> they decided to give me their life for this experiment. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the philanthropy uh, is... The, that he does sort of is a question of whether doing the good deeds are truly good when they're also uh, self-serving, whether they're a byproduct or not, which is one of his videos that recently came out that had a bunch of people talking about it on the internet. Um, and as he has gained this reputation as a generous and philanthropic creator, some argue that it's probably not all that altruistic when he's making, when his videos are making millions of dollars. Off of these uh, philanthropic yeah. things. I, yes, John? I, I have a question. Who the sure. fuck is this guy? Can you please give me a little bit more backstory on what is happening? Uh, I have never seen a video. This person has never he's, crossed he's, my mind he's at a, all. He's uh, your... He gives away things? Or yes, like, he's your, what, I'm about to get the, into the content that he makes okay. in just a second. But he is a YouTuber Great. that... Okay is your stereotypical YouTuber. Like, you know, when we make fun and do the check out my YouTube what's video up, and like YouTube? that. Yeah. 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 What's up? Hey YouTube? guys, welcome He's, back to my channel. He is that guy yeah. that is part of that era of creators that kind of started that type of content on YouTube. Okay. Um, it's, it's very much directed towards children. Um, even though the content itself, like there's <laughs> cursing know. and there are some <laughs> things that are a little bit like, I don't want to say risque, but like not necessarily for children alone, but it's the way that it is delivered, even down to like the thumbnails he uses, like they're all those over the top, super saturated video uh, thumbnails and every photo of him is going 
like mouth open again yeah. like check this like it's all the classic manipulative tactics that you use on youtube to just get clicks mainly from children so yeah, do you know like pewdiepie like it's kind of the same the same kind of like thing if you know pewdiepie yeah pewdiepie is a gamer though mr beast is yeah not. no i know just wondering why people are watching his videos but you, it sounds like you're gonna get into it so yeah well okay so I, I took a screenshot of some of the, the most popular videos in their titles from his YouTube channel. The most popular one is uh, titled $456,000 Squid Game in Real Life! Exclamation point. Jesus fucking it has, Christ. It has 391 million views. Um, mm. After that, he, the, the biggest thing he's known for are these types of videos where it's this one's titled Last to Leave Circle Wins $500,000. So he gets pe groups of people, fans together, and they either have to stand in a circle uh, for the longest, or one of them was they had to like keep their hand on a car and then they win the car. Whoever's left so is. So he's just fucking doing radio shtick from the fucking yeah, yeah, 70s yeah. and 80s. Like he's yeah, literally yeah. doing hands on a hard body on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, he has. He has, so there are a lot of challenge videos, basically, right? This other one, his third most viewed video is, I spent 50 hours in solitary confinement, 253 million views. Um, I spent 50 hours Boy, buried I bet alive. That's yeah. <laughs> um, and like that video is 16 minutes long. Uh, I don't know how you get 16 minutes of content out of these. I could not bring myself to watch a full one of his videos because they are so obnoxious. Like, it, it's it's that quick cutting it's always something happening it's it's to grab the attention again of children it i mean we're me in the of, era um, of sh short uh, attention spans with tiktok mm -hmm. etc like this was the precursor to tiktok essentially this type of content i i'm j station was done on this show right yes yeah it's, j we've station been doing this for years i can barely remember yeah, anything his <laughs> his type of editing is very similar. The way he talks to the camera yeah. is very similar. If anything, J Station is probably ripping off Mr. Beast, but I, yeah, I don't know. J Station exactly. might be a little older. So But hopefully that's a reference for like John, if you recall those videos we watched of I'm J Station. Yep. Like it, yeah, that, that yeah. helps. So um as he's become this well-known figure online, he's obviously branched out and he has a bunch of other businesses. Um, that again present their own issues in that they aren't that transparent for somebody of his level of notoriety. Um, he has merchandise line, he has a virtual restaurant chain, which is basically a ghost kitchen. What which is a virtual restaurant chain, a ghost kitchen. It's Got basically it. like, but he's not, it's not only recently has that been sort of researched and uncovered through another YouTuber who I got some information from for so, this episode. Mr. Feast is what it's called, I hope. No, no, it's Mr. Beast Burger. Oh, Kyle. He, so he good. Missed, <laughs> he missed the opportunity. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Well, Beast, if you want to pay me a million dollars, you can have Mr. Feast. I'm just going to say. Well, Kyle, unfortunately, he has another uh, chocolate company called Feastables. So... He's kind of he got it. Missing it though. He's he keeps missing it. Mr. Feast. Bit. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Feast is the easiest one. Because what you will find about Jimmy Donaldson is that JD. Um, yeah. JD. No, I want to call him Jimmy Donaldson because yeah, it is, is such a, a not name. cool <laughs> okay, name. Okay, 
Okay. Um, what you'll find about him is that over the years of getting famous and having all of these products that his fans worship and love no matter what, um, he himself probably has not received very much negative criticism. So, and he's somewhat narcissistic from what it, it feels like to me. Uh, mm -hmm. So everything has to have the Mr. Beast name in it. E everything. He would not, he would not go by Mr. Feast for a brand thing. It would be, it would have to be Mr. Beast. That's just who mm. Jimmy Donaldson is. Um, okay. So I get, I these, guess I get it. You gotta, you gotta feed things, that beast. Yeah. These things, like I said, they they lack some transparency. And in that there's a question of, are they ethical business practices in themselves? Um, so that's I'm kind of where we're guess and say no. <laughs> John, you'd be right. <laughs> All right. So, but it's again, it's it's they're not it's not like he's underpaying staff or he's exploiting people. It's just like the weird part of uh how they're marketed and the fact that these restaurants are just ghost kitchens. Like there's no quality assurance. There's like we we talked about ghost kitchens, but it it's mm -hmm. the weird thing where it's not drawing too much attention. But the more you look into it, you, the more you're like, I don't know about this guy. It's yeah. it's it's just under the the surface a little bit. So I mean, when you when you're <clears throat> ordering things on an app, it's so much easier to overlook things and right. like as opposed to sitting in a facility and like seeing a cockroach on the floor. Right. Yes. Or exactly. Like, it's like the kinds of things where you're like, well, my food showed up cold and I think there was a hair in it. So this is cool. I'm going to just get my money back. But like, you know, there's not yeah. like any accountability, really. You can't like hold a person or a brick and mortar facility accountable. Yes. Um, and it's it's much more of a passive experience than like an active one of going to a restaurant and seeing all yeah. of these things. So. Like I mentioned, uh, a lot of his, all of his videos get hundreds of millions of views. Like they're, they're all hundred million probably starting, right? Um, it's estimated that popular YouTube creators can earn around two to $7 per thousand views on their videos through the ad placement. Um, based on that, one of Mr. Beast's highest viewed videos, which uh, is three, almost 400 million views, uh, mm -hmm. He could w earn anywhere from $200,000 to closer to a million dollars in revenue for just one video. Wow. So, um, and that's not including any sponsorship deals that he has in his videos. I, he probably doesn't just, do that anymore. That's just from Google. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, one of these ethical dilemmas that's presented in these videos is the promotion of the materialistic values and the idea that money can solve all your problems. Basically, that's what all this, I mean... The the first couple of videos I mentioned, it's like four hundred and fifty six thousand dollars. Play this game. Last chance right. to leave a circle. You win five hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars. Would you sit in snakes for ten thousand dollars? Like it's all yes. revolved around money and giving it away. It also feels yeah. extremely exploitive. Like you're basically like paying the poor to uh, dance for you. Oh, like, we will get to that because that is the biggest problem with his content. Yeah, it's that her old icky. phrase. We'll get there. We'll get. Yeah, to that. we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, John. Your thought. <clears throat> no, I mean, I, I didn't like. It's just something that I've always felt just gross from like working in service industry for so long. Is like when you yeah. get 
wild requests from people and you are required in one way or another to fulfill said request it's just like if i don't do this then i'm not going to get a tip or like if you know my some sort of form of my income depends on me performing a task well, that John, i don't want to do it's dehumanizing it, yeah it's straight at the, up at the very base of it yeah mm-hmm. So uh, the focus on these massive cash prizes can send the message that success and happiness are directly tied to financial game. Again, in the context of most of his audience probably being under 20, uh, not the best message to be throwing at al- like Generation Alpha and Gen Z. Like, mm-hmm. We're already such a fucking consumeristic society that this just adds uh, fuel to the fire, right? Um, I, I made a note here. It feels like jackass, but make it capitalism. Like, because a lot of it is... <laughs> a lot of it is extreme risks and engaging in dangerous activities. Um, as, long as, as long as there is a large payoff at the end. Like, we grew up with jackass and, like, CKY and everything, but they were doing it yeah. on home video, like, just for the fuck of it. And yeah, there it, was no financial gain coming out of jumping yeah. off a fucking yeah. roof onto a trash can into but a these, bush <laughs> which i definitely jumped off the school roof into a bush <laughs> me too it was the mormon I, I church spent, down the street i spent some time in a shopping cart in my day <laughs> i know how fast those suckers can go look look where i am now <laughs> perfectly we, normal person <laughs> and poor and we didn't do we didn't just fine <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so a lot of them are like these crazy, some of them are like, I mean, the one video I just said, would you sit in snakes for $10,000? I don't, I wouldn't trust Mr. Beast, Jimmy Donaldson to not pick poisonous snakes. Like, Did you vet oh, yeah. the snakes? No Did you vet yeah. the snakes? Straight up. Who is his snake JD wrangler the on the set yeah. of this video? <laughs> yeah. Is there background checks on the snakes? Totally. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Is there a rigorous interview process to select the snakes? Did we get up from 10k to like a little bit more? Yeah, like 10k. That 1K one is per snake. What are we doing? Not here? enough What's money. On? Yeah, 1k that's a lot per of snake. snake. Yeah. On, in addition to the 10k. So got it. How, how many snakes are there? Uh, I don't know. It just says a pile. Harland, I need to know how many snakes there were. I'm just. I'm talking around. Keep going. I don't Sorry. know. I'll, I'll have to. Uh, uh, we'll get back to you. I'll put a on the video. I'll put a number. How many snakes there were from that video? Mm-hmm. Um. So a fuckload, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, it's a fuckload. There mm-hmm. is also concern that Mr. Beast's videos are contributing to the culture of extreme consumption, which I kind of mentioned huh. already. Their viewers are encouraged to spend money on products and experiences they may not need or be able to afford. This is what you mentioned, John, coercive, manipulative, and unrealistic for his viewers a lot of the times. Yeah. It Which also will feels be... like if you make this much money, you can also make people do stuff for money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look um, at me. Look how happy I am. Dance monkeys. <laughs> yeah. And make money uh, from me. On top of that, like I said, it's exploit it can be exploitative to the participants. Individuals might endure physical or mental discomfort. Uh, they may not fully understand the risks uh, and the high stakes involved in these challenges may incentivize individuals to put their health and safety at risk for the chance to win a large sum of money. Um, yeah. And it's, like I said, clearly aimed at children. I went, I found a thread because I was like, I wonder what other normal people are thinking, think about Mr. Beast because I can't be the only one. And I went to Reddit <laughs> where all the normal people are. Yeah. yeah. Where'd you go where the normal people are? <laughs> 
<laughs> but I wanted to get a sample of what some other people are, are thinking, sure, right? Sure. Uh, one person uh, started a post that said, okay, well, whenever someone criticizes Mr. Beast, everyone seems to come to his defense and remind us about his food bank or team trees. I find it pretty unrelated because people can set bad examples while still giving uh, to charities. Great point. Sure. Um, yeah. Somebody else said- One thing my does main... not uh, negate the other. No, not at all. Um uh, my main gripe is that Mr. Beast and other popular YouTubers make prank content, which is like, it's a whole other episode probably to talk about that type of content. Um, he has a couple videos yeah. that are titled destroying my friend's car and buying him a new one or destroying my brother's house with slime and buying him a new one. Uh, they go on to talk about like the colorful thumbnails, uh, referring to his open mouth as a gaping maw. Um, <laughs> I love that term. Okay. <clears throat> but, um, they also point out that like a lot of this content is fake. It's not real. And I don't think that the people that are watching this understand that a lot of the times no. that this is not real. Um, yeah, of course not. Somebody else said they, uh, he get, he honestly gives me major narc vibes, which if you see his face makes sense. Um, I did have yeah, to Google him. Uh, and I agree. I'm I'm glad that you did. <laughs> oh, I just remember um, to put a, a face to the name, and frankly, the two don't align. No, 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 no. Do you guys remember when Elon Musk was like, "Yep, I will uh, replace someone as the CEO of Twitter or whatever as soon as I find someone who's suitable." I vaguely mm -hmm. remember that tweet because he he put a poll up on Twitter that was like, "Do you think I should step down?" And it was like yeah. overwhelmingly yes. <laughs> and uh, he's like, great, I'll step down as soon as I find someone who's suitable. Mr. Beast tweeted like the next day is like, hey, Elon Musk, am I suitable to be the CEO of Twitter? I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty sure he took a, a swing at grabbing mm. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So uh, again, though, like that's that plays into like this next point that somebody else made is that he's weaponized this clickbait and doing shit like that. These like Internet stunts. Just in yeah. order to get, whether he was serious or not, it's... I don't think he was serious. <laughs> no, but it's the fact that, like, you're putting that stuff up there, right? Like, and creating this persona that a lot of these children-focused YouTubers do. It's just totally fake, and it's all clickbait. It's all mm -hmm. bullshit clickbait that makes millions of dollars. Um, so... I mentioned Squid Game. It's the highest uh, video, uh, most watched video that he has on his channel. And oh, yeah. basically, this, this is the first thing that I saw. Thing, sorry, this entire thing that you've read off, this entire list of things just feels like one long Squid Game experiment. Like, it, it seems like things <laughs> it's quite <that> dystopian. <laughs> people have to do in order to get cash to pay off student loan debt. Like, it's just bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't really think about it in that context, but it's like two layers of meta going on here yeah. because mm -hmm. he recreated, recreated, he basically did Squid Game, but he didn't murder anybody, thankfully. Um, not yet. That not yet. you, Mr. Beast. We're coming for you. But he got a bunch of praise for the amount of money that he put into recreating the set and the challenges and the games. And it's like, but he stole the content, but he, he straight up, he called it squid game. Mm -hmm. Like 
there is yeah, a right. there is a That's... difference between inspiration and like paying homage and straight up stealing content which and this and again it's his most viewed video and he might have made more money on his youtube video than i have the director's the creator's name uh uh wang dong yuck uh he probably made more money than uh the original creator of squid game did and that's, that's fucking wild. fucking bananas that is so pretty nuts the popularity of what? the netflix series uh-huh <laughs> what do you think do you think that there is any like legality that you can go into with that sort of thing like is there somewhat of an intellectual property battle that can ensue because of that or is it like well, subject to parody and interpretation i think it's still way? i think it's still parody um Ugh, wow that's because crazy. that that parody was i remember when this when this video came out his squid game video came out uh everybody on the internet was talking about it i saw it i didn't watch his video but i saw people talking about it and that was a major point that people were making being like what like is this an ip issue like what is going on how is he able to do this mm -hmm. legally and again i think because it falls under parody or uh what is the other one change like if you change enough of it uh yeah the eight eight points on like a yeah. visual design you yeah can, so, something free. like that so um <clears throat> but he could have called it like anything, anything else, else. Be, he could have called <laughs> it like beast he games wouldn't got, he wouldn't have gotten the seo because that's literally but, everyone on the internet was talking about squid games at that point and here's he the thing you can put all that stuff you can put that in the description and be like heavily inspired by squid game and you'll still get the same traction maybe not as much but still this is how this is his most played video by how much uh almost 200 million views i think like or no God. uh a hundred and ten, hundred fifteen million views. He, he could have he could have blurred the lines a little more with like a well, slightly different name and it's probably still got the same viewership. And the crazy thing is, is 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 that it's not like he was some small YouTuber. Like he didn't need to call it Squid Game. He did not That's need what I'm to saying. he already has a built in thing. Yeah, he was already to, doing Squid Game. Yeah, <laughs> he was already doing yeah. it. You need to change he's, Mr. Squid Game. He's already there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the crazy part is, is that again, it's, it's that thing of creators in a position of power, um, mm -hmm. and influence making these things, not thinking about in this case, the dilution of that IP. And from now on, a huge majority of people around the world are going to associate squid game with Mr. Beast and not with, uh, uh, Wang Dong yuck. Like they yeah. just aren't that's fucked up it's yeah. fucked up again it's really the, weird the other thing though too the argument that could be made to extend an olive branch here is that squid game is basically a reinterpretation of battle royale right yeah. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. but it's changed enough to where it is its own original thing i think so yeah you know it's not changed enough hunger games <laughs> yeah exactly hunger games did not change enough of their ripoff of battle royale because i'm feeling this weird thing with like hunger and mr feast there's like a we got a thing going on can't get oh, off the mr dinner? feast thing the mr feast game yeah, have maybe. you eaten that'd be good i did i ate some rice uh we're good okay <laughs> a perfect well-rounded <laughs> meal so um understandably the success of the show has inspired other people to do parodies i'm sure fucking snl did a parody of it um however 
not acknowledging that original creator is what the bigger problem is, especially when you read about the process it took to get Squid Game made. It was, I, I, uh, let's see, directed every episode. Fuck, I'm trying to see if I just have a year. I don't know how long it took, but it took a fucking long time. He faced numerous what? challenges along the way, uh, from securing funding to convincing actors to take on the risky roles. But he persevered and created a cultural phenomenon that resonated with a bunch of people, right? So it's not like, you know, Jimmy Donaldson didn't have to come up with the idea. He just slapped the name on it, built a set, and put a, a, a casting call out for his fans to come. And that was it. And they came in droves. So, yeah. like, so little, little yeah. effort. Yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> Um, I think there's there's a big difference between expecting a parody by watching Saturday Night Live or late night television at, at any point and going to YouTube to watch what you assume is original content. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I think, like, you you could do your own version of any kind of game show on YouTube, and that's one thing, but if you're, like, staging it and using all of the branding as the exact same thing, it's just kind of, like, yucky. Yeah. This whole thing is yucky to me. Yeah, the whole thing is yucky. Well, one of the last things I, I wanted to say I have in my notes about the Squid Game thing is it's especially icky, John, when you consider that uh, creators, people of color, BIPOC people that are making this content, typically the ones that are getting the most fucked over, too, mm -hmm. because there are already so few opportunities for them that then to rip it off from somebody that has fewer advantages than a white creator in the same space, like on Netflix, like it's just dude yeah. think for two seconds about who made this and, and, and what that lived experience is for that person. Also, you know, just it, like <laughs> the entire loss of irony of what squid games represented. One hundred percent that too. It, that is <laughs> it incredibly was incredibly ironic. An entire commentary on what is happening and like people in debt and the way that the government is handling it. And meanwhile, the the fact that you are using this as a springboard to exploit further people mm -hmm. is nuts. Like, yeah, it's turtles yeah. all the way down. It's turtles. <laughs> it's like you all know what? The fucking way down. He's watching it and he's like, "This is a fucking brilliant idea." Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's "I'm like, gonna well, get a gold I had mask. individually. I gotta do this." So yeah, uh, it's just like, oh, man, what kind of animal gold mask am I gonna have though? What kind of beast <laughs> mask am I gonna make? <laughs> I love so, a gold uh, beast mask. I I want to jump into the his philanthropic uh, ventures here. Um, okay. uh, which he is widely known for, but this is an, another one of those things. He made a video of his philanthropy. Um, and I don't know if either yeah. of you guys saw it. This was the more recent uh, criticism he had where he paid for the surgeries of a thousand blind people. Uh, it was cataract surgery. No, I did not see this. So he no paid... who this person is, so no. Right, right, right. <laughs> so... He, yeah, he paid to uh, have these surgeries done for a thousand uh, blind people. Um, I have in my notes, in all caps, however. Yeah, I'm sure he fucking did a video and exploited those people's, like. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Surgery and so, experience and put it on mm -hmm. YouTube for clicks. 
it's it's I have in my notes. It's important to recognize the potential harm that philanthropy can perpetuate a broken system. Uh, uh, and Mr. Beast, uh, his philanthropy, while well intentioned, may simply serve to reinforce the existing power structures and inequities that make such actions necessary in the first place. And we, it's basically a fucking meme at this point. Every time some local news station posts one of those quote unquote heartwarming stories, I have a screenshot from ABC seven news from a, their, a Twitter post that says Texas teen Alondra Cam Carmona is giving up her entire college savings to help pay for her mom's rent and prevent her being right. evicted. And right, like right, right, those right. are our heartwarming stories we get out of these. It's the same yeah, which is shit. Fundamentally, a it should not be happening in the first place because of no. you know the the position that this person's been put in probably because of generational wealth issues and poverty issues and all of those things that like need to be further examined in our country in order to prevent these heartwarming stories from making the fucking news when it should just be a person continuing to live their life. Like yeah. should not be newsworthy. Like yeah. I, it's so, so frustrating that like the greatest thing that somebody can do is be an anonymous donor to something like do not fucking film it do not put it on YouTube do not like yeah. have someone in a car sh like with their camera phone on while you give a homeless person McDonald's fuck you dude yeah it's yeah, yeah. It, it's really fucking infuriating but um you know philanthropy can be seen as a way to maintain the status quo which is basically what we're talking about here rather than bring about any sort of meaningful change. Because the more, on, it's like one of those things of like, it's a catch-22. The more these philanthropists donate, uh, the less inclined our government is to fix the problem. Because we yeah. have Bill, we've got Elon Musk and Bill Gates and they're donating money. Let them just keep donating all their billions of dollars. Uh, that way the fucking government doesn't actually have to do anything because we as the people see that and kind of go, okay, yeah, it's fine. We got Bill Gates. I'm not going to yeah, vote. It's just, it's not <laughs> felt among, like, a beyond a subset of people, though, is the thing. And the government's yeah. fine with yeah. that. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Um, uh, on, so, a, on a very local level that I experienced, uh, the peer that I got engaged on in San Francisco, uh, when I did it, has a sign that says, please help save this peer and a link to a website in order to donate. And it's like, why do I have yeah. to save this peer that is in San Francisco that is <laughs> on city property? Like, yeah. what, where, where, what is the government doing in order to fund this? It, oh, it's spending it on the police budget and not yeah. doing anything. Yeah, it's like when you see um, another one I always see are people going around like in, in communities fixing the potholes on their own street. Yeah. Buying yeah. the asphalt to do it. And it's like, Boy, I'm pretty fucking close to doing that here also. <laughs> oh, me too, dude. Driving today After this goddamn... rain, it's just going to get worse. Yeah. I came home, I was like, I'll tell you what, the streets have gone to shit. <laughs> I'm about to lose it. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I, I, I don't want to linger on the philanthropy bit because I can feel us all getting a little tense. So <laughs> we'll move on to... Uh, some of his other business ventures. Um, he's been involved in, you know, he has his own merchandise line of like clothing and things. But the thing I want to talk about mainly are the virtual food uh, endeavors he has, like Mr. Beast Burger <laughs> Feastables. Um, so 
again, they're not inherently negative, but they do raise, again, those questions of transparency and how they're operating. Um, in the case of Mr. Beast's, uh, these ventures, are they genuinely beneficial to consumers or simply a means to make a profit? Now, I found that a good way to tell if a product is legitimate and the creator gives a fuck is if their website looks like they tried. And both of the websites for Mr. Beast Burger and Feastables look like he did. He oh built it on God. Squarespace. No shade to Squarespace. Please sponsor not us. Not sponsor yet. Not Please yet. sponsor us. But it, they look like they just look like they made them in an afternoon. It's fucking embarrassing. And then, um, you know, when you are they better than literally than millions. The uh, <laughs> yeah, they are better? slightly better than Show Me the Toes. <laughs> Okay. But um, only in that they have some kind of graphic design um, and they are brightly colored as opposed to just two fucking static images <laughs> sure. on the homepage. Uh -huh. sure. <laughs> so it's like yeah, the bottom of the barrel is show me the toes and then it's Mr. Beast Burger and then everybody else, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Um, so on, on top of that, he going back to the Twitter, the way he exploits his fans again is not just in using them as cannon fodder for his videos, <laughs> but it's <laughs> literally in some cases, but it's also to make him their, make them his employees in a way. Because he tweeted about his candy bars that, that are in Walmart. Uh, he tweeted, I need your help. Next time you see Feastables in Walmart and soon to be new retailers, if you could clean up the presentation and make it look better, that'd make me very happy. I'm what? building a team to do this routinely. Just need help in the short term. Excuse me? Am I getting what? paid for this? <laughs> you know, this is hearkening back to the old punk days of street teams. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. It's not. It is. <laughs> so it is those were exploitative too. <laughs> because what was the what was the fan getting out of putting stickers up around town for the band? What were they getting out of that? Mostly nothing. Uh, well, maybe a t-shirt. Pleasure of defacing city property. I will sure, also say but, the punk scene is a very different community than yeah. Mr. Beast's fans. The punk scene <laughs> is built on helping your community which was you know the musicians and sure. the bands who were not yeah. multi-millionaires that is the bigger fucking issue with this sure the <laughs> I, I can still see an exploitative like angle within that I, that i'm I likening will, to mr beast i will counterpoint you with no punk band ever asked me to go into a walmart and clean up a display <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair that's fair i because i will step back from this soapbox that i'm on i'll be where, i'll be over here where where you you know if you're a punk band you go out you give a flyer to somebody say come to the show then you get to see that person at the show later and you get to hang out with them but if mr beast tells you to go to a walmart and clean up his display that's just you uh doing yeah. something for somebody else that you've never met uh, yeah again i think context is uh very important but Somebody saw this and they retweeted uh, and said, Mr. Beast just unlocked a new form of capitalism. I hate it here because uh, this was a reply to a bunch of photos of his fans in the Walmarts doing this, re like cleaning up his fucking pro pro uh, product. <laughs> I almost said problem, problem, but <laughs> I mean, it's that his too. Problem. Yeah. Um, 
He also, I mean, it doesn't, it also doesn't stop there because in a d now deleted tweet, he then also asked allegedly his fans to sabotage his competitors' displays. Um, oh my he God. said, he said, quote, would not complain if fans moved Hershey's chocolate bars aside to display the festival feastables better. Um, so there's that too. <laughs> that, yeah, there's something illegal there. It's like, like inciting like riot-like behavior. Yeah, it's like the chocolate, the great chocolate wars. <laughs> put out yeah, like a, gonna... a video, like, look, I wouldn't be mad if yeah. uh, the entire <laughs> other very... everything else in the aisle was trashed. It's very. <laughs> I wouldn't trumpy. be mad. I would never ask for it, but I would. I wouldn't be mad about it. Have yeah, you guys ever seen Mad Max? Happened to some of those other candy bars on the shelf? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Be ashamed exactly. somewhere to happen to those Twix. Maybe get broken. B be sure to bring your Mr. Beast branded baseball bats. <laughs> yeah. So somebody else uh, in in this Twitter thread said, "Grifting labor out of fans, quote unquote, is honestly a whole new level of vomit coming out of the content creator economy." Um. And then, John, this is to the point you were making earlier. Somebody else said, because the poor and working class are desperate and he dangles the possibility of winning large sums of money in front of them for doing his bidding. Again, yep. a lot of the reason why these fans do this shit and abide, <laughs> the fans abide, is mm -hmm. because I think in their idea, if he's, he's one of those people, he's in a uh, unique position to potentially pluck you out of existence and change your life, no doubt. And I think a lot of that is the motivation for people to go and follow his instructions and go to his video shoots and all of this stuff. It's that fantasy of like, ooh, maybe I'll be the next mm -hmm. Mr. Beast or all mm. whatever. Because um, <clears throat> I've been there. I've had those fantasies when I was younger, for sure. I get it. You want to be seen. These people just want to be seen and they're probably living normal, boring lives like the majority of us are. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> So, <laughs> thoughts, Kyle? <laughs> I heard a little. I was going to just talk about how I'm still trying to reinvent the wheel with this Mr. Beast branding thing. Oh, okay. We're still I on thought, Mr. Okay. Feast? No, well, I've, I've moved oh, on okay. from that. I've given up because he already has Feastables, whatever the fuck mm -hmm. he decided to do. <laughs> Which is just a rip off um, of Lunchables. I, oh, so, God. Exactly. He's stealing even more shit. Yeah, dude. <sighs> uh, I didn't put that one together. But one 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 in, uh, industry he has not touched yet is the uh, the menswear uh, realm, which he could go for Mr. Creased, and it could be like a nice, like <laughs> you got like an iron that comes with like the shirt you buy, mm -hmm. the nice slacks yes. that have nice creases. No, no, Mr. Kyle. Creased. Kyle, it would be Crease by Mr. Beast in no! like a yeah. fucking okay, okay. Actually, you know what? He's not gonna do it. It, it would, but he because he can't change the Mr. He has to be Mr. Beast. Yeah, creased. He can't. Exactly. Hang on. He hang can't on. be no, Mr. Creased. It, it, it would just be Beast by Mr. Beast. Oh, that's actually even, that's by great. Beast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Fuck. Beast. Yeah. Creased I can see it. Johnny Fuck. Depp on the poster, on the mm -hmm. kiosk poster. With a yeah, fucking man. pack of wolves howling as he's <laughs> yeah, exactly. in a shovel for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Did Johnny Depp murder somebody? What's happening yeah. in this ad? Why? I'm so confused. We'll never know. But his pants sure are creased. <laughs> yeah, but those slacks look great. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Mr. Beast Burger. Um, <laughs> oh, this is I can't believe there's more. 
Oh, dude, Let's we have. Where are we even at right 55 now? Fifty-five minutes on the t ticker over yeah. here, my man. All right, I'll try and I'll try and get this down. But basically, okay. Mr. Beast Burger is a ghost kitchen. I said that already. It's owned by Virtual Dining Concepts, which is a huge corporation that does branding deals with um, YouTube creators, musicians, like B-level actors to start their own food brands and outsource them to these ghost kitchens. So you'll have dozens of these people, their, their projects or their companies in one ghost kitchen. And it's just for people like Mr. Beast or people like uh, there was somebody else I had on this list, but I can't find it. Um, Eddie Burback did a really great video on the ghost kitchen thing, which since we've talked about it has kind of uh, expanded like a virus across the country. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it was it was baby <clears throat> when we first discussed it. Yes. So it's um, a real thing. So specifically with Mr. Beast, though, there's no nutritional info. Well, there is nutritional information, but it's super stripped down. It's like a single PDF in an Excel form. Uh, it doesn't show where any of the products are sourced because they can't because they're coming from different restaurants depending on where you're ordering from. Ooh. So the quality control and the consistency is all over the fucking place. In Eddie's video, he uh, he bought a bunch of different products from Mr. Beast Burger and none of them looked like the photos on the website. Like they, they say they're smash burgers, but he got his burger and it was literally like three inches thick and raw <laughs> in the middle. Smash burger. It was it was God. disgusting. Um, so yeah, the quality is all over the place. Uh, sometimes the packaging doesn't even match because they don't always get the bags and wrapping on time. You know, yeah, so totally. it, it, it's just a huge problem. He did a stunt when he launched Mr. Beast Burger in Wilson, North Carolina, which I think is where he's from or near there, mm -hmm. where they rented out or leased a space. I don't think it's still fu uh, functional. Uh, it was an old school like, drive-in burger place called Burger Boy. And they rebranded it to be Mr. Beast Burger. They gave away free food the, for the first day that they were open. But again, it was like, it was a marketing stunt. They were not only giving away free food, but like he was throwing wads of cash into people's burger bags. They were giving out Apple products left and right. And... I, I could not find the video that I saw. It might have been from Eddie's video, but if you look closely at the way they uh, sort of changed the facade of the Burger Boy, it was like slapdash, dude. Like they just mm. like did it real quick, threw the stuff up there, and it, and that was it. And it's like it, it looks like it was made out of like um. Uh, not particle board, but what's the foam board like? Yeah. To make it the colors yeah, of yeah, the yeah. Mr. Beast brand. Yeah, yeah, foam core. Boom core. Yeah, it, it looked really cheaply done, which is fucking crazy. Again, this guy is a multimillionaire. He knows Just, how to create a margin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna lease out this space for a month, cook these burgers at a location, and then while that's happening, every other ghost kitchen through virtual dining concepts is gonna get up and running. Well, Harlan, like, of course the space was leased through his real estate arm called Mr. Leased. Uh, <laughs> that was so. a good that was, I accept that one <laughs> <laughs> it passed the test incredible um, so uh, yeah I recommend going to watch Eddie Burbank's video on it it's really fascinating but the Feastables thing is uh, 
another thing that happened recently where they're chocolate bars. Uh, they say they're created by experts or great. They have organic ingredients, no artificial flavors. Uh-huh. I've never bought a yeah. chocolate bar where I'm looking at like between two and I go, oh, this one says it was created by experts. I yeah, one. exactly. Like, yeah. That's n- <laughs> uh, no proof to back in, that claim up. Yeah. Experts in what? It's like, I'm yeah, a that's... CPA. <laughs> yeah, i just like to make chocolate i don't know um i just thing. yeah I, I eat chocolate a lot does that count i don't know <laughs> yeah. um so like the 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 way these are branded again it's super um vague uh the last talking point or like point that they make is delicious af which is not only Sick. vague but fucking embarrassing <laughs> cool um but he he took these chocolate bars onto a popular TikTok creator who's getting he's recently gotten a lot of popularity. His name is Keith Lee and he does reviews of like family-owned businesses and it's it's really wholesome content actually. Like he gives honest reviews. He uses his platform to sort of uplift small businesses uh and that's great. What he's doing is great. Apparently, Mr. Beast requested that he come onto Keith's channel to do a review of his uh, chocolate, these Feastables. Already not a great sign that he's like reaching out to use somebody else's newfound fame to promote his own product. It's already gross, but he went on the, the show and there's video of it and it's fucking awkward as shit because Keith Lee is very like, like, uh honest and about his review he's not sugarcoating it no pun intended uh (laughs) and he gives he rates them as like pretty mediocre these chocolate bars that mr beast has and he calls them as mid as it gets in his own words um (laughs) and throughout the video you can see jimmy donaldson getting like awkward and uncomfortable because he's not getting the review that he was expecting which is like nine out of ten ten out of ten And at the very end of the video, he fucking flips the table over. Not not in a he's legitimately mad. There is like a longer extended video of the review where he asks Keith if he can flip the table. But you know when you just meet that awkward bully in school who asks permission to do the thing that he wishes he could just do uh, out of real passion and not worry about the Mm. consequences it's it feels very much like a spoiled brat unsure of Uh how he's going to be perceived so to minimize uh, something like flipping a table over in this review video he preempt he like front loads it with like is it cool if i do this for the video like yeah Mm -hmm. it's just so performative cringy and performative yes kyle yeah Um, um Yes. I, I, I don't know how much we have left here, but I definitely have created a final thought in my, my mind about this, this fella. Got it. Well, Should the he last... say it now? No, because oh. I'll end it there. I don't need to go into too many more of the details of this video review because the whole thing is just fucking cringy. But the last point I, I have is the philosophy of doing good. This is like... Uh, John, I think you brought it up. Doing good deeds for the sake of them being the good, the right thing to do, as opposed to doing them because they make you personally feel good about yourself. Yes. That is 
why I wanted to talk about Mr. Beast and these couple of videos, this this content that he's made over the last like year or so, where it feels like he's not doing it for the right reasons. He is not doing good because just because otherwise he wouldn't film it mm-hmm. and put it up on yeah. YouTube. And, you know, on the one hand, some argue that the act of doing good is not necessarily undermined by the motivation behind it. In this view, as long as the result is positive and helps others, the intent of the person performing the act is not as important. However, what we're talking about is the other side of that coin, which is if the motivation behind doing good is critical in determining the moral value of an action. If it's influential uh, to an audience. I I think it, by definition, is not philanthropic if you are then making money like yeah it is it is a for-profit thing that you're doing it is not Mm -hmm. like a a gesture of goodwill (laughs) it's a business venture it's it's business it's a return on investment that's all it is um so yeah there's i mean i could go into talking about this the philosophy of doing good and the reasons that we do it but i think we all get it uh Mm -hmm. i don't want (laughs) to condescend our listener um but uh oh i did have a thing in here specifically about the doctor thing him giving like the surgeries to people sure i wouldn't trust mr beast in deciding who my doctor is like it's very you know what there's so many other implications the more you look at this and and that was only a thought i had before we started recording where i was like you know like that's great that those people can see but hang on what the fuck does mr beast know about cataracts yeah, you know, he's not like Beast MD. He's <clears throat> Mr. Beast. <laughs> so uh yeah. Uh there's a lot of problems <laughs> with this content. And I think it sends the wrong message because he doesn't talk about these things. I, I would be maybe on the fence if he talked about this stuff in his content a little bit more and was more transparent. But as a person who grew up on YouTube from the age of 13, he's 22 or 23 now. Uh or yeah, he would That's be it? 20. Four, oh I my guess. god i thought he was i thought he was older than that no no he's only like 23 or 24 but like <sighs> he's got you so know, much more time to make bad decisions <laughs> and also then learn from them but again it's like he's probably surrounded by a bunch of yes men who are getting a cut of his empire by just being around him Mm-hmm. And how do you how does a person change in that setting in that context when everyone's like yeah totally do that exploit those people <laughs> yeah it just doesn't happen so yeah. what's your final thought though John I think you brought it up actually because it after listening to all of this it truly does feel like the bully on your like elementary school playground who's like I'll give you ten bucks to eat this thing out of the trash yeah and it's like it's you know, the rich kid coming in and saying like, I'm going to make you do this thing and you're going to do it because you have to, or like there's not really a way for you to say no to it because of one reason or another. And it just feels like this is a bully who got really, really famous and is just like, yeah. got his thumb on so many people. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah. uh, icky Kyle, any, any thoughts uh, from you before I say our famous uh, outro line? <laughs> yeah, no, I I've just keep trying to think of new puns and new business ventures where he could rebrand himself in better ways than he does. Why? But I'm confused really as to matters. why you feel like you need to help Mr. Beast. I'm sorry, yeah, Jimmy Donaldson. I'm trying to point out the fallacy of his... Like He actually, I think, struck 
gold early on. Sure. And doesn't have to actually think critically about how to market himself anymore, other than yeah. ripping stuff off like Squid Games. Like mm-hmm. where we can sit here critically in a think tank, like like we do, boys. Shark Tank, Hollow. Yeah, yeah, this was but a thinker episode. Is- <laughs> <laughs> we could start. We could start a law firm called Mister Cease and Desist. Whoa, <laughs> love that, uh, Mister C and D. He should Mister B. He should probably desist. be served a few of those. <laughs> um okay so but my point is though is like all i'm over here trying to do is like uh almost like poke holes and like how thoughtful he is in his right in his yeah uh, adventures that's it it's very much he fell into a thing he found an exploit in the system and it has rewarded him ever since for it it has only encouraged bad behavior so exactly. uh follow us Learning. on youtube we'd appreciate it we <laughs> so we can make some money uh spread that love get around that uh mr beast cut of the audience yeah exactly um, um yeah, if one but, of our yeah, videos hit a hundred thousand i would poop myself oh dude if it hit ten thousand i would be through the through the roof i'd shoot okay, off like well if it Wiley hits a Coyote. million i'm gonna be in the hospital hooked up to an iv and <laughs> i'll be, I'm in be a on coma. life support bro <laughs> okay. i'm giving and you guys with, don't do that. pull the plug yeah don't watch our videos that much we don't want to kill <laughs> kyle <laughs> don't, don't kill me bro <laughs> and don't with that just cap it we're gonna cap it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll put a limit. After a hundred thousand views, I'll private the video. <laughs> please don't kill me, YouTube. Perfect. Please don't kill me, Mr. Beast. Give me a million dollars. Thank you. Yeah, and with that, I will say, good luck out there. 